Hey everyone, this is April. And this is Jill. And we are the Sweet and Spicy Chicks. Thanks so much for joining us. And sorry if I have a sexier voice this time. She does. <laughs> yes. I'm dealing with, I don't know what, I'm calling it a cold sinus infection. I don't know. But I'm still getting on. So hard. I hope you guys can deal with this. I know. <laughs> It sounds good. Okay, thank you. She assured good. me. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of sound to myself like I've smoked like a six pack or whatever it is. I don't even know what cigarettes. You have this sultry, like Catherine Hepburn voice. Okay, that's okay. That's what someone's like. Just, just be sexy. I'm like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> it's not my forte. <laughs> I'm not the spicier one. That's okay. <laughs> You're delving into spicy round today. We are. What are we talking about? <laughs> so today, I am excited, but Jill's even more excited because we are going to do the movie Elvis. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I cannot contain how excited I am. (laughs) (laughs) You should see her face right now, guys. So she has loved Elvis forever, really, right? Yes. Since I was, before I can even remember, honestly, I had the music playing in my house. I saw all of his movies, uh, Turner Classic Movie Channel, and I really just love Elvis. And he was way before my time. Mm -hmm. I know, because he was before mine, too. And so I don't really know him. Because I was raised, as you guys know, in kind of a more strict upbringing. And I don't know. I mean, my dad liked kind of like the 50s music and stuff. So I think I probably did hear it. But I never like really knew Elvis or who he was until I got older. Your dad probably did not like the hip jiggling. Probably not. Ain't nothing but a hound dog, (laughs) Elvis. Probably not. And you know what I think is so hilarious before we even get started? But that that was actually risque back then. I know. Because now, like, that is nothing. Oh. If if those people could see now, well, some poor people do, and they're shaking their heads like, what is this generation coming to? (laughs) I know. That was the the least risky thing today. But then it was like. Back then it was horrible. It was not good. Devil music. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So we're so excited. We are going to do this a little bit differently. Yep. We decided, you know, it's been out for a little bit. And so we just want to talk about it and kind of have a girl talk session. And we decided, you know what, this is our podcast and we don't have to do it an exact way or it fit into an exact box. Right. So we're going to do it a little different. We still will go into the intro. We'll do our characters and things, plot, themes visited, but then we're just going to get right in. Oh, we have some juicy things. I think that's why we chose to... Throw out the script. I mean, we yeah. have some things scripted. Yeah. But there's also these tidbits of information that we, April and I, before we even started recording, we were like, did you know this? I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I would tell her, did you know this? Did you know that he did this? And, we and were, I knew nothing. We knew. <laughs> I mean, I learned things too. So there's some juicy stuff. You guys don't want to miss it. Yeah. And we didn't want to go scripted. We're just going to talk about it. We are. So stay tuned. So we're going to jump in, and Miss Jill's going to take us away. Actually, I will take us away. Sorry, I'm lying. By doing characters. And we're just doing, like, the first, like, five or six. We're not doing in-depth. Because there's, like, no. again, a lot of people in these movies. But we don't care about anybody. We don't. We only <laughs> care about Elvis Presley. Yes. Played by, in Jill's words, the hot Austin Butler. Oh, I can't. <laughs> we'll get into this. But well done. I said this before. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll get into that later, guys. Just pause. Hit pause. So then his father, Vernon Presley, his mother, Gladys Presley, Priscilla Wagner, Baylou Presley, and then his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, played by, of course, Tom Hanks. Yeah. He does a phenomenal job. Oh, just, phenomenal. He does, always. It's like he impersonates almost that person. Like, it just takes on everything about them. Not that I knew, of course. And he the, wrote and <laughs> produced really? this as well. Wow. This was his, uh, I mean, obviously, was it uh, Baz Luhrmann is the director, but yes. Tom Hanks really had a vision wow. for this. I and I don't know, I don't know if it was because he's a fan or because he just wanted to do a mm-hmm. biopic film. But, but it was so amazing. Job. I was like, for a minute, I didn't even know it was him. Me either. Because I did so good. And one of the things I was researching, they said it took him five hours, they said, to do the makeup. Oh. Can you imagine just sitting there for five hours? No. Oh. But we're already digressing. Sorry. <laughs> Don't take Plot. Plot. <laughs> Here we go. This is what happens. Yeah. Uh, so I stole this right from my MBD. If you don't mm-hmm. believe me, you can go on and Google it, but I did the work for you. Uh, from his rise to fame to his unprecedented superstardom, rock and roll icon Elvis Presley maintains a complicated relationship with his enigmatic manager, Colonel Tom Parker, over the course of 20 years. Central to Priscilla's Priscilla, central to Presley's journey <laughs> and happiness is one of the most influential people in his life, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Priscilla. Yes. 
And we'll get into all of that and what we think about that. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot we're thinking there's about. There's a lot. Um, themes visited. I wrote some down. I read them to Jill, and she was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> just so, wait. Yeah. Let's hear them. Okay, so I tried to start out on a positive note. I said love. <laughs> the only positive <laughs> yes. note. That I hate, <laughs> greed, selfishness, abuse of power, and trust, betrayal, alcoholism, and drug abuse. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hope there's an up from here. No, I couldn't really think of any. I'm sorry. All of the listeners out there, don't worry. This will get much more positive. Yes. Stay with us, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, where can they watch this, April? So you can watch on HBO Max with a, a subscription or Vudu if you want to do like Jill and kind of... We can buy it. Yeah. For twenty four ninety nine. Exactly. And as she learned, and then it came out like the next day on HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> We were on vacation together, which we didn't even tell them. We went oh, on yes. a girls' vacation together, hiking. It was so fun. Yes, it was very fun. Uh, and I realized, oh, this just came out on HBO Max. And he was like, did you just, just like, buy it? Yeah. I was like, how much did you pay again? I'm like, screw you, HBO. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought for a minute you were going to say that to me. <laughs> no. Just HBO. Okay. Get good. it together, April. <laughs> said, I got it together, girl. What are you talking? <laughs> All, right. All right. Jumping in. Yes. So I do have a question. Would you watch this with your kids and husband real fast before we jump into the juicy stuff? I did watch this with my husband. We loved it. Uh, like, spoiler alert, he watched the whole thing. My kids, I they liked the music. So I will say they actually stayed in because of the soundtrack, which we'll get into also. Phenomenal soundtrack. Um but then, like, towards the end, they were done, so. Yeah. My husband, he tried. He got, like, I think an hour. And then he was over it. And then he's like, bye. This is, I'm going to the gym. Is he a fan of Elvis, though? Apparently not. Oh. <laughs> it's like, nothing's going to make me watch this film. That's right. And then my daughter, she had also started kind of, she's like, this is boring. And then she just kind of left, too. What but. is she interested in? Like, what movie would interest her? I don't know. She has something to say about everything. She's like, this so, one sucks, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was good. All right, so you want to take it away with beginning? Yeah, so here's where we start. We're not going to walk you through scene by scene because we want to get to some of the juicy stuff, so Mm -hmm. we're going to run it a little bit different. So there are going to be spoilers right out of the gate. We're not going to sugarcoat any of it. So if you're tuning in and you haven't seen it, our advice would be go back, Mm -hmm. watch it, and then come back and listen to us. Yes. Okay. You get our opinions on all of it. Yes. So we open, we start with the opening scene, which I think was such a great opening. Um, I'm going to tell you why. Because it was a reimagining of Elvis's original hits with, uh, I would say what they added was like the, what is it? The synthesizer. It's like the artificial what okay. am I trying to say with this? I don't know, guys. Can okay. you help her out? I well, can't. they added some great beats behind <laughs> it. So they took a modern music and then they remixed his music, his older like gospel hits and some of his, his favorites. And that's how they opened the movie. And I thought it was a, a genius idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned from the beginning of this film that it is going to be a dramatized biopic, meaning we're going to go through Elvis's life. We're not necessarily going to stay true to Mm -hmm. all the events in his life in the way that history knows them. We're going to add some flair and some drama and some things that are going to make this a hit movie. So that's what we did. I definitely felt that. I mean, not that I knew a lot about Elvis at all. I actually learned a lot last night (laughs) on the internet. But I just felt like... I could tell a lot of, like, the 2022 version again. Like, almost every single movie lately, besides the Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, almost all the others, I feel, have just too much put the 2022 view i'm like yeah. and to me that can be okay in certain aspects but to me i guess i don't know if i'm boring but if i want to watch something that's from like the 1950s i want it to be true to that era i want yeah. it to be true to that i don't know i guess i'm weird like that so i agree i thought in this instance it worked but i also this is going back to like the jane austen persuasion mm-hmm. I also see where you can say, okay, I'm drawing the line. Like, can we Mm -hmm. make this a little bit more true to form? Yes. I think if you're doing it just for the fun of watching a movie and that's it and that's kind of, you're just taking it as pure entertainment, that's Mm -hmm. fine. If we're doing it as more of a biography and things and I knew more about him, I would probably not like it. 
Maybe. Yeah. I, you know a lot about them, and you liked it, so. I liked it because I think they did, well, we'll get into it, but I think they did a really good job at the music and being true to who Elvis was, mm-hmm. um, but I have that point a little bit later. Okay. So, so let's continue we'll opening. <laughs> so what we find out through this biopic film very early on is that it is going to be told in a different um through a different perspective, Mm -hmm. which is why I liked it. There's been so many movies, biopics, limited series, lifetime movies. We'll get into that. But (laughs) there's been so many different approaches to Elvis that I really liked that this one actually took the approach from Colonel Tom Parker, who was Elvis's uh, manager over a career span of 20 years. It was through his eyes. Mm -hmm. He's been much maligned in the media uh, because of his extortionist fees that he took as an agent Mm -hmm. of Elvis. Usually it's around, I did some Googling, it's around 10 to 15%. At the start of Elvis's career, he he was taking 25% of the profit from Elvis Enterprises. And then at the end of Elvis's career, he was taking Mm -hmm. 50, which is... Crazy. That is crazy. Very, very mm-hmm. highly, what do they call it? E- exploitive. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Now that's the opening. We know who it's going to be seen mm-hmm. through the eyes of, and that's how the story starts out. Yes. And did you like like how they cast? I think that, like we said, Tom Hanks, they did a really good job of casting him and just making him. I never saw the guy. Have you seen pictures of him? Of Colonel Tom Parker, yeah. yeah. And did you think that they did a good job? Yeah, okay. I do. Wow. Because I didn't. He got really into character, too. I didn't love the accent. Okay. That was kind of weird, but I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, he does such a good job that it was okay. Literally, me. yeah. A quarter of the way through, I totally forgot that it was Tom Hanks. Almost. <laughs> yes. Like it was crazy good. And then he plays the part of the Colonel Parker, a Dutch immigrant who came to the U.S. and then went to a carnival show work, where he then hears Elvis record um, and needs a novelty act to attract a bigger audience. Yeah. So that was really interesting too. And they show a little bit background of that, and then they also show Elvis when he's little. And then you have some cool points that you like about the saturation, which I had no idea when you were reading the notes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so this is I don't know if anyone out there has ever seen. Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio. You have not? I have not. That's why when I was reading the notes, guys, you were sharing, I was like, I don't know what this means, but I'll just fake it till I'm okay. not. <laughs> well, you're good because we have to do a movie. Night, we first do. Of all. I'm sorry, There's but I was lot. very sheltered for many years. And then apparently. <laughs> you're stick with me, partner. Okay. <laughs> I'll take you through them. So The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio was filmed in a very color saturated, um, the filmography was extremely color saturated. So we were seeing it through the lens. Again, they did the same thing where they modernized 1920s, 1930s music and remixed it to match. Then it was, I think, 2007 when it came out. I'm going to have to double check that, guys. Um, But... The same thing for this film. It was very much that very, it's it shot in the lens of almost a music video where it's that high contrast, saturated color mm-hmm. coupled with remixed music that gives you this kind of, I want to say like raw and dirty vibe where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is going to be good. And it was. <laughs> I love, I, it worked for this film just like it worked for Grey Gatsby. Mm-hmm. And it was funny though, because I, at first, I did not like it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> she knows me, guys. I knew it. So I was just like, what is... I was actually raging because my kids... My, my kids were like, why are you raging, Mom? And I'm like, because this is supposed to be an office movie with Elvis music, and they're putting rap music in, which I love rap music. But I'm like, but it's not fitting. Why are they doing this? Yeah. I, see, I think it worked. I had... But if you watch Great Gatsby 2, they did the same thing, and you kind of get it. Yeah, and maybe I would if I had watched that guy. It's almost so... like this was supposed to be a, it's a step below a full-blown musical but still keeping with that very music and infused vibe. So that's why I, I liked see it. That more. Yeah. Like now that makes a little more sense cuz I was like what is going on and why are they putting all this rap and stuff? Which I think I would actually like the music. Like I would actually want to listen to that music. Yeah. It was just that I didn't felt like it fit again because I was wanting to do it like I'm just looking through a window into the 1950s. Right. And I so get that's it. kind of why I think that I was kind of turned off. Yeah. I totally get that. I downloaded the soundtrack on my Spotify. And How I, did I know that you were going to say that? <laughs> I'm running at the gym to Elvis with Doja Cat. Yes. 
don't even know who Doja Cat is. I'm like too old. <laughs> All right. So what about you? Favorite scene? I don't really have like a favorite scene that leaps out at me. I mean, I just feel like I, like you, I liked the music. Yeah. Because I did like, I feel like they incorporated a lot of his music. And so I really did like that about it. Um, did you have any favorite scene? So my favorite scene or one of the scenes is an earlier scene in the film. So just to give the listeners some context, um, Elvis is just starting on his road show with Colonel Tom Parker and Hank Snow, who mm-hmm. back then was like a traveling Christian singer yeah. that was attached to the carnival as mm-hmm. their opening night act. Um, and so that's that's how Elvis actually started out in his early yeah. career. And <clears throat> he goes on the Hank Snow show. And Hank Snow is this very conservative 1950s white Christian. Mm-hmm. And he thinks Elvis is going to be this same, very similar. But he's not. So Elvis <laughs> gets out there. He's in this pink, bright suit. Yes. Um, with his hair greased back, there's eyeliner and makeup on him. So he does not look like a common singer back no. then. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, he starts singing. Obviously, for the purposes of this movie, they over-dramatize this moment. And these women are losing their minds. Yes. They're screaming. They're <laughs> and we saw it before in another scene. But this poor guy, he's just like, what is going on? <laughs> It's like, and this face is funny. <laughs> I have in my notes, these women are losing their ever-living mind. They're yes. like, cannot control. He starts gyrating yes. his hips. And yes. these women are like, ready to rip his clothes off. And his mom is in the audience, and uh, Gladys, and she says, please don't kill my baby. And his dad's sitting next to <laughs> her, and he goes, kill him? They want to... <laughs> And then we're left to fill in yes. the blank. But obviously we know they don't have yeah. killing him in, in no, their eyes. They're throwing underwear. And they are and throwing underwear. <laughs> which I have a uh, lot of questions. Do you like bring a spare pair of underwear? No, I don't think so. That's gross. Yeah, okay. It is. <laughs> and then he grabbed it. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> we're in the post-COVID mindset where I'm like, those are germs. Yes. <laughs> you don't want so. those. Those are germs. <laughs> Um, but in my mind, I'm always like, do people bring, this is a conversation for all the time, but do they bring a spare pair or is it like in the moment, I, think I just feel moment. like, here you go. And back then it was still, again, the 1950s we're talking about, right? Or was it 1950s? Okay. No, 1956. Okay, I'm trying to make sure I'm in the right time zone, but <laughs> timeline. Uh, but it was very different back then. And so these women, yes, it was coming out of like the whole World War Two and all that. Yeah. So they were a little bit different, but like they were showing and they're like, they're not even sure they should be having these feelings that they're having. <laughs> Did you see that in there? And it was just like a very different and they looked very uncomfortable, some of them, but then they just went with it. And then they're throwing their underwear. Throwing so their underwear, like, throwing their bras. And like, yeah. first of all, how do you have enough time to get those off? Yeah. In this crowd of people. And there was like parents. Like it was a mixed, it wasn't just like a bunch of young people. There was like a mix of everyone. And I'm like, this would be weird. I don't know if that really happened. Their parents are sitting right behind them. Yeah. I would not be doing that. No. Unless you were like drunk out of your mind, maybe (laughs) your parents there. (laughs) So that didn't seem very realistic. I don't know. It was very over-dramatized. But he did have that effect on women where they really did in real life throw their underwear and bras. But they weren't like losing their minds you know i don't know maybe they well were. you weren't there how do you know <laughs> and there you go so april i am very excited because we have our first sponsor Yes, I am so excited too. So I am happy to introduce all of our listeners to Newsly. It happens to be an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. And I, for one, am so excited to hear about this because sometimes I just get busy or lazy and I (laughs) just love to be able to have someone fill me in on all the stuff going on. 
I am too. I'm very excited. What's also very interesting is you can follow any topic as specific as you want from things like sports, tech, business, science, or even the Kardashians if you're in the mood for some pop culture. That is so awesome. So guys, you can stop scrolling, start listening wherever you are, and we're going to give you a little insight of how you're going to be able to do that. So today you're going to go to www.newsly.me. Again, that's www.newsly.me newsly.me and use promo code sweet as in sweet and spicy chicks for your one month free premium subscription. We highly encourage that you get there and try it out. That's right. And I left the best for last because they also have podcasts trending there as well in 80 countries and ours is on there. Yes, it is. Check it out. And that's Newsly. Let's get into a little bit, I think, of backstory behind mm-hmm. Elvis. So for those of you who haven't followed Elvis, like me, totally fine. Um, Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I definitely haven't. <laughs> the only reason why I have followed Elvis is because growing up, my grandparents had Turner Classic movies on. And so they always had an Elvis movie on at my grandfather had a ranch. They always had it on. That or John Wayne movies. Mm-hmm. It was always on. So that's how I got to know him and just love him. But the reality is Elvis actually grew up very, very, very poor. Mm -hmm. He grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi, um, and it was – The Jim Crow laws were still a lot of racial tension in the South, racial violence. Um, And because his father was in and out of prison, his mother had to take odd jobs. And it was during the Great Depression, during the 30s. And so he was very, very, very poor. He actually, as a white family, they had to move into a uh, African-American community, Mm -hmm. which was unheard of in those times and and very much looked down upon Mm -hmm. for his mom. But I think Elvis, that stuck with him. And the movie makes this clear, too. His Mm -hmm. whole life was this, I used to be poor. The second I get money, I'm going to be generous, number one. He was known to be very generous, Mm -hmm. buying everyone pink Cadillacs (laughs) and houses. But he also... um, spent money mm. like it was running yeah. out mm. and, and i think did. that I came know. from him being mm-hmm. so poor yes and not having overcompensating food. Yeah. yeah and just being like wow i have money now and it's just like you don't know how to <clears throat> deal with it really yeah you haven't had it and so that and that's that's hard yeah i can't imagine really and then did he grow up in like the choir in the church or was it because there was a scene in here and it just like has him sh- running from this like little carnival area or peep show kind of thing that yeah. he was watching peep and then show. it has him i don't know what it was but it was like he was peering through this hole and they were watching like the bluesy music and they were watching them get down and dirty for the 1950s yes yes <laughs> i just like hearing you say that yes. yeah no that's the truth so his mother gladys was deeply religious mm-hmm. elvis grew up I believe that it's Southern Baptist, but he did grow up in the church under the old gospel music, and that stuck with him, and, okay. and that's, that's what I true. thought I heard somewhere, yeah. Because yep. in this one, it didn't show that. It showed him running from that to the revival tent. Yeah. And then that's where it showed him, like, having this moment of, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. But from there is where it kind of melded in the bluesy and then the kind of chorus and all of that. Gospel. Kind of gospel. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where he came from. Yep. So that's what they kind of did it different in the movie, but it was kind of neat in a way to just kind of, they did it in moments instead of having. I liked that, that like interjection of past, present, and future. Yeah, I so loved that all too. right there. Did you like the comic book part? No. I didn't either. I like, <laughs> like, they did have this comic book part where, and it was because I guess Elvis, and I don't know is it, if this is real or not, but in the movie, it was saying like he wanted to be kind of that. the comic book mm-hmm. superhero. Yeah. I didn't get that. You just like pointed that out. That's a really good point. He said in the end mm-hmm. where they go over the live scenes of his life, which I started bawling. Mm. I was crying. Yeah. Anyway, he did say he wanted, he read comic books and he wanted to be the superhero in them. Yep. Ugh. And so they were saying that his superpower was singing. It was. And so that's what, yeah. He was a phenomenal performer. Yes. And his voice, I mean, he just, and just the aura that he seemed to have around him. I mean, yeah. it was like a sensual, but it was. He so. had the voice that you have today. Yes. Which is that husky. deep, sultry, husky <laughs> voice. So maybe I should keep it. Maybe we should have like this 
sinus infection all the time. There you go. Be a crooner. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get into Elvis is now well into his career, right? He's established. Mm-hmm. He's doing the circuits. He's meeting lots of ladies. Lots, lots. of ladies. Meeting Elvis. Um, And he now has to clean up his image. He's in a lot of trouble because of the hip gyrating. They called him Mm -hmm. Elvis the pelvis. Many preachers, many, I know, many statesmen, many Mm -hmm. senators, they came out against him. They did not also like the fact that he was an advocate for civil rights. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually know that. And was he? Yes. Was that accurate? Okay. Yes. He had a lot of friendships. B.B. King. Uh, was a big influence mm-hmm. on his life. He had a lot of friendships with the African-American community, and the mm-hmm. Deep South did not like that. No. Well, because he grew up there. That was his friends. Right. That was his homeboys, you know? And so he had their back, and they had his, but they didn't like it because still at that time it was that separation, which is really sad. I know. And so they actually have this scene in the movie where they're basically telling him, like, you can't do this, you can't sing, you can't do this, you have to toe the line, and you can't even wiggle your little finger. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, I'm wiggling it. And he wiggled his finger. And then they, someone said, I don't remember who, one of his friends, that you, they can't arrest you like you're the face of pop. They're not going to, well, they can arrest you, but they can't put you in jail. What are they going to do? Right. Like you're so famous, you know? Right. And so he kind of, that was his way kind of of rebelling against the system. Yeah. And then they did kind of, they went crazy for a minute. And then from that, they decided, yes, let's clean up his image by sending him over. To the military. Yep. He goes overseas. And yeah. who does he meet overseas in Germany? He meets Priscilla. He meets Priscilla. And Belu, I think. Well, it was Wagner. And then I learned all this stuff last night. So let's sound like, let's make it seem like I know what I'm talking about. Go for it. <laughs> so you did a lot of research, folks. Actually, Everybody listening, give her a lot of credit. <laughs> so she was Wagner. And then she was actually adopted. And so it became Belu. Yeah. And then they were living in Germany. And I was kind of listening to some interesting facts. Do you have any on her? You want to fill us in? I, so I want to listen to yours. One of mine, I do, I have a lot of thoughts around her age. Yes. But what are your interesting facts? Just that. And then I think that they had actually, I one, I'm not sure, not sure though if it's actually accurate. There's something about they had moved into the, didn't know that it ended up being a brothel. Yes. Was that? Okay. Yes. I read they that. They moved into like, really? an apartment complex yeah. that they didn't know was actually si- <laughs> moonlighting or sidelining as a Can you imagine prostitution that? house. So we're just moving into an apartment. I'm like, whoa. Which I have a lot of, how do you not no. know that? I don't know. Maybe everybody was asleep when they moved in. Maybe. <laughs> like, and then they woke up during the day. Can you imagine? Like, no. wow. Yes. <laughs> Meet your neighbors. Hello. <laughs> So that was my main funny one that I was just like, really? Do you think this really happened? And then in the movie, I didn't know how young she was because I didn't know the backstory. And so after I researched and I was like, what? She was 14 when they met? Yeah. I didn't know that because in the movie, I mean, she was a young looking actress, but it, I didn't know her age because some just look young. So I thought she was like 16 to 18. And no, 14. 14. And how old was he supposed to be at this time? 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a little interesting there. <laughs> and then, Not great. No. Not great for you guys. <laughs> I also feel like Hollywood again changed things up because they made it seem kind of a different love story, don't you feel? A little bit? Than um, the actual accurate love story? Because I felt like from it, it was like the sweeping epic love story and he swept her off her feet and they rushed and got married and all this stuff happened and then they hurried and had a baby. And it yeah. actually didn't happen that way when I went and researched. And I'm like, what? I felt a little bit gypped and a little bit lied to. I agree. I think the the goal in this movie, because I was reading about the approach that they took. And mm-hmm. I think that, well, I know because they said it. But yeah. the goal was not to focus on Elvis and Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Because there's been that whole... Um, series called Elvis and Me that they did in 1988 mm-hmm. with Dale Metcalf. Okay. And that there's been so much focus on their relationship um, that I think this this movie was, the approach they took was let's focus on him and his music and mm-hmm. the influence of his music. So, and I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Yeah. However, yes, they glossed over the fact that she was 14 years old. And yes. like, I know you can't erase history and I'm not a fan of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. However... I think we do need to, like, take a second to say a 24-year-old courting a 14-year-old, mm-hmm. very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. 
don't know if back then it was just like what you did because they marry young and stuff or what and age didn't seem to matter like when did the whole laws come into effect i don't even know well do you i don't remember when the like statutory mm -hmm. laws i don't remember when they came into effect however i do know that it was wrong back then because Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Barker, and all the people around him told him to lie and tell the press that she was 16. Oh, so they knew. Mm -hmm. um, so they did know that this is not good and this yeah. won't be good for his career. And Jerry Lee Lewis, who was a famous singer at that time, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. um, there's a movie called Great Balls of Fire with Winona Ryder and, mm -hmm. oh, what's his name? Dennis Quaid, mm -hmm. where he plays J Jerry Lee Lewis. He completely ruined his music career by oh. marrying his 13-year-old cousin. Oh, wow. So Elvis, and that was around the same time. So Elvis mm. knew if I release her age or we go public with this, I'm in yeah. big trouble. Oh, wow. So Did just FYI there, yeah. he knew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then this thing I was reading last night, it was interesting, because it acted like, so she supposedly moved over here by her parents' permission, and th this is nothing like in the movie. In the movie, they, like, they fall in love, they get married, they come over, they have a baby. It all transgresses very fast, is yeah. what I felt like. Yeah. But in <clears throat> reality, so the parents kind of decide, okay, you can go over there, but these are the requirements. So you can't live with him, you know, they're not going to get married, but it will be to get married someday, but end up being like years years basically i think it was what 10 something years crazy yeah and then she was supposedly not living with him or according to her parents they didn't know but she actually slowly like had just moved in but yeah. no one knew at I guess. 16 yeah because she was supposed to be living in this other place <laughs> so yeah. it ended up being where they lived together and then i don't know there's just a lot of weird stuff that i was reading and i'm like i don't even know if this is true no it is um i was so I, my door, every time there's someone banging on the door, I don't know if it's because they're going out to the garage. Sorry, guys. I'm like, oh my goodness, we have ghosts in our house or what? I do. <laughs> they're like, stop talking. It's Elvis. They're uh -oh. like, stop talking. So, it, yes. So Priscilla was supposed to actually live with Elvis's father, Vernon Presley, and his wife, his new wife, because Elvis's mom ended up passing. Oh, yes. That which was devastated yes. him. And yes. Priscilla Presley reminded him of his mother. Oh, is that? That's and, a little creepy, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not marrying anyone that's, like, reminding me. I know. Of my dad. There's a lot of dysfunction in that situation. Yes. I mean, I can see, like, if they're respectful and things like that, that you are admiring and mirroring. That's one thing. But I don't know. Here's the problem I have. She's 14. You're 24. Now, do I love Elvis? Do I think he was a phenomenal performer? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think that his artistic work is great? Yes. Personally, do I think you courting a 14-year-old girl is appropriate? No. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there's the question of like intellectual capacity to consent mm -hmm. to a sexual relationship. When you're 14. When you're 14, you don't have it. Yeah. So. And I'm wondering why the parents, were they just bamboozled they just thought oh yes they're gonna actually live away from each other and this is gonna happen or did they yeah. just decide to like turn a blind eye i don't know i don't know that's a good point i would hope that they were just bamboozled and he's a superstar what yeah. are you gonna say he's interested in your daughter he's a superstar mm -hmm. and because at first still... they were opposed to it in the stuff i was reading last night yeah and then <clears throat> over time they kind of like okay and he kind of showed himself as like oh i am a superstar i'm this i'm that and they kind of bought into it is what yeah. it sounded like from what i was reading so I mean, well there's two that. books you can read oh. one is called oh, elvis wow. and me by priscilla presley mm -hmm. it's her memoir but the second one is called child bride oh. and each of those has very opposing views on the situation so i won't go into it but definitely read both of those okay. they're good Hey, guys, we have our homework cut out for us. <laughs> I know. Read them. Be like me. No, I'm just yes, kidding. Yes. All right, we got to move on. So okay. least favorite scene. Oh, I don't know. There was a lot that just threw out. I, I, and I don't know if it was because I was kind of fighting this cold that I did feel parts of it were very slow. So I'm, like, not thinking of one particular scene that I can come up with. But I just felt overall there were certain scenes that I felt, did this really have to be two and a half hours? No. That's kind of where I was. And I was like, this is getting drawn out. I don't know if I'm just tired and sleepy and want to go to bed. <laughs> but that's kind of my thing on it. The least favorite, I'm trying to think kind of throughout the whole movie. Of course, my least favorite character, I can say, uh, I mean, it would be everyone's, is Colonel Tom Parker. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a bad guy all around. And just how he used and abused 
yeah Elvis was just very sad and I mean really and then through the movie and I don't know again how much of this is accurate or not but it seemed like he also like had this doctor give him these sleeping things so he got drugged and things and got basically hooked on drugs yeah. it seemed like because of him I don't know if that's accurate but through the movie that's what they portrayed and then I mean, Elvis had alcoholism in his family yeah. through his mother. You through saw that. And she drank and worried, drank and worried. And that's what caused, they said, basically her heart attack. Because when yeah. he was overseas, she just missed him and she drank. And so he already had that kind of in his background. And so then with all of the crazy lifestyle he was living, to try to keep up like that with the... <clears throat> he was just going and going and going all the time. Like the yeah. Energizer Bunny. And you can't. So they would knock him out at night to make him sleep with some kind of drug, and then he would get through with drinking a lot, too. So that was just really sad how, and I don't know if that's how it happened or not, but just thinking how sad, because he's such, he was, he was such an amazing, he had such a gift, yeah. and so amazing, what an amazing talent, and it was so sad to die like that at 42, that was just really sad to me. Yeah, like, felt like I would a have waste. to agree. And the I'm, scene was hard, where yes. he was... Um, Priscilla and he divorced. Mm -hmm. So, spoiler alert, they did end up mm -hmm. divorcing in, I think it was 1972. Um, yeah, they ended up divorcing. He uh, was a lover of the ladies mm -hmm. and had some indiscretions yes. all over the place every time he was yes. on tour and on all of his movie sets. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> now, in the movie, it made it seem like only at a certain point, up to a point, he didn't. But again, when I was researching... It seemed like he just had them all, all the time. time. Yeah. Like, even before they were married. And I'm like, then why did you marry him if you knew this? And then it seemed like she also had affairs. But in the movie, they didn't portray that at all. Yeah, but, she did have affairs, too. Hmm. Yeah, it was a, oh, I don't know. It was a very complex marriage, yeah, you know. I think there was real love there. Like, mm -hmm. in both of the books that I read, both of the biopics, both mm -hmm. Priscilla's, entitled Elvis and Me, and then Child Bride, um... It seemed like they had a lot of love for each other. Mm -hmm. And even after their divorce, they remained really close friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say, yeah, the the saddest scene for me, and I just started mm -hmm. crying, mm -hmm. was towards the end, Priscilla and he had divorced, and they were splitting Lisa Marie yes. custody. And she scene. got in the car with them while they were mm -hmm. uh, switching. Lisa Marie was going now from Elvis's house to Priscilla's. Mm -hmm. And Elvis was getting on a flight. Uh, it's one of the last scenes in the movie mm -hmm. because he was still on tour. And she said, if you dream it, you can do it, which is something she always used to tell him. And he said, I don't have any more dreams. And he was just so broken. Yes. And I don't know. He was very depressed, it looked like, very broken. And I think he was very sad and started mm -hmm. to realize later in life that his wife was gone. His mm -hmm. daughter now was gone. Uh, he wasn't necessarily happy with his physical mm -hmm. state. And he was just was sad. Like, he felt like all his reason for being was gone. Yeah. Because I feel like too, like, and I was just thinking about this cause we just did one about identity and how, when we get our identity from other things, it almost felt like he got his identity from being a singer, from being famous, yeah. from people loving him and there's actually a scene in the movie and that's what it talks about how um the colonel tom parker he talks and he says like i didn't kill him you did to the audience basically because his love for you killed him yeah and i was thinking that like i wonder how true that is if or was it more of because he didn't know who he was outside of music that he always had to give and give and give till he had no more to give yeah but he didn't realize like him as himself was worthy yeah. And him as, a, as himself was okay. Like, it wasn't his music that made him somebody or worthy. It wasn't his gift. It was him. But maybe because of that, it's just like he kept having to be this, like, workaholic and keep going and going and going and, like, prove himself almost. And maybe that was that poor boy in him coming out, too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, it's like just kind of sad, you know? I know. Way. We're both, like, looking. And yeah, we're see, like, oh. Looking at the sky. <laughs> and, like, that's a really just good contemplating. Point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Yes. So, I have another funnier question, so it's not so dark and deep. Yeah, we went real deep. Yes. So, do you think the hottie, Austin Butler, fit the role? Yes. <laughs> so, here's what I would say. Not just because he's hot. Yes, like, okay. This is great. Here's what I would say. Um, I, going into this, we had talked about, mm -hmm. I did not like him for mm -hmm. this role whatsoever. Yeah. I thought they could have picked a hundred people mm -hmm. that looked more like Elvis, um, but once... 
I got into the first 15 minutes of the movie. I mean, Austin Butler deserves, mm-hmm. I think he's up for uh, an Academy Award or a nomination. Be. Yeah, because he did a good job killed it yeah. i mean mannerisms voice mm-hmm. looks even the non-verbal cute just like elvis mm-hmm. like it was amazing what about you yes not that i knew elvis a lot like i said i don't know <laughs> personally but, <laughs> but from what i had gathered and then because at first i didn't think from my i guess idea in my head of what i thought elvis looked like that he looked like him and i was like why is this guy playing it but then i actually went through and i looked at pictures of elvis through his life and he actually does have definitely similarities for a sure. little bit yeah and some like i could see it and especially because the voice did it then and and it was also very interesting to me that um austin butler he when i was researching last night i said that he actually in the younger versions of elvis he did the, his own music and then for the older elvis scenes of course they had to use elvis's actual voice but for him to actually sing that and oh, do all of that, that's himself? what it said. Yes. I didn't know that. And I was like, wow. And so he actually had done one of uh, Elvis's songs as one of the, to get in, you know, get the job. And the first one he didn't actually like. And I can't remember, I wish I had written this all down. Sorry, guys, I was half asleep last night. But it was just really interesting. So if you want to go and look it up for yourself. But then he ended up doing another song just impromptu. And he's like in his bathrobe or something. It sounded like, I don't know. This is what I saw on the internet last night. And he did a song. And he did it from that aching, soulful place of missing his mom. Because the song he sang, I don't know if it was... The, mel- the Broken Melody, or what is that one? Unchained, Unchained Melody. Melody. Maybe oh. it was that one. I can't remember, but he said he always had thought of whatever song it was as singing it, and this was Austin Butler, that he always thought of it as singing it to, like, a love. But then he started thinking, because I I don't know if he lost his own mom. I can't remember now, but he was, like, singing it out of that place, and it, like, changed it. Really? And from it. So, yeah, so we'll have to go. I'll have to – maybe we can link that article yes. in there because it was really interesting. Good so for you. That That's of, really interesting. Good for you for yeah. researching that. And so, I, you know, and at first I didn't think he fit the role as far as looks, but then I was like, no, he actually – in certain ones, I'm like, yeah, he actually does look very similar to yeah. Elvis in certain lighting I think stuff. he just – he studied he just took it the on. part. Yes. yes. That's exactly it. He became it. him, really. Yeah. yeah. I t- that took the words right in my mm-hmm. mouth. You got it. He became – like, he took it on and Elvis became him, and he was so dedicated yeah. to – not just the accent, because you know how sometimes someone, get, some people get into an accent and you're like, right. oh my God, please make it stop. Yes. But for this role, mm-hmm. like, I believed it. Yes. Yes, he sounded just like all the, you know, because then at the end they did show some of the actual Elvis yes. and things, like she was saying, she was crying over it. And I couldn't tell the difference. Oh, his really? His voice, really. Because when I probably was half asleep. But I was like, he did such a good job. Like, if I was just sitting here, I couldn't really tell yeah. the difference. I didn't even know he sang his younger, Yeah, his and we'll originals. see. I'll put that. I'll, I'll try to find that, and we'll see. Because there was some trivia on all of it in the movie, and it was really interesting. So we'll put it on, and I'm hoping that I wasn't half asleep and making this up. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. We'll see. Exactly. I'll put it in we'll the see. show notes. Yes. All right, so I think we can wrap up the movie unless you have something else. I know you have some fun stuff planned for us. Yes, I do have a few things. So I thought it would be really fun to do some trivia because she's talking big like she knows Elvis. Oh, man. <laughs> Remember so, who's editing this. Uh-oh. If I make myself sound awful, I'm just going to edit it out. Yeah, this whole part won't be here, guys, so we'll see. <laughs> But I thought it'd be fun. She's going to pull up some random ones, and we're just going to go. And, of course, I don't think I'm going to know maybe, like, one. But she'll ask me a few, and I'll ask her a few. And then we'll just kind of go over our thoughts to the very ending thoughts of the movie. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So for my trivia question, how did Elvis's twin brother die? Oh, I do know this one. So his name was Jesse, and I think it was Garen Presley, and he died, sadly, stillborn at birth. Oh, and that was so I don't sad. know why I just asked that, but you I know. nailed it. I actually did, because <laughs> it was a little bit in the movie, and then I researched that part, too. And I thought, how sad. And they did have a lot of that with his um, mom and him, Elvis's mom and him, and the relationship. Gladys, yeah. Gladys. And, I mean, there were a few parts that I was like, is this me, or does it kind of seem a little creepy? It was a little creepy. <laughs> okay, it wasn't I just was me. Too. Okay, I was like, they were kind of holding each other in a way, and like he was like kissing her on the cheek, and this, and I'm like, I guess I just don't have that kind of relationship with my son. I'm just like, there's something wrong with me, or is there something wrong with them? No, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> I also was like, that's a little much, mm-hmm. like the side, okay, the sultry glance, and yeah, and talking like, about like I'll always like there will never be anyone but you, Mama, or something. I don't know. And he called her satin, and yeah. she was she called him booby, and I don't know if that was booby movie too. I didn't. 
That's real. That's real. Yeah, because Priscilla Presley actually in her book talks about how he then named, she then named Elvis Satinin after his mom. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm. There's a lot of nicknames. I don't know. There is. Wow. I thought that was all made up for the movie. There we go. No, (laughs) it's real. Reality is a little crazier than a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So do you have one that I can ask you? Yes. Go for it. Oh wait, I can't see the answers. Yeah, she's cheating over here, guys. I'm Ah. going to grab it. Sorry, I'm making noise. I'm grabbing the computer. Can I? I do know that Elvis was a Capricorn because he was born two days before me, and I did look up the Capricorn personality. Which I don't know. I've never followed like my mm. zodiac sign, you but haven't. then I read it last night and I was like, "Holy crap! This <laughs> thing is right on." <laughs> Mine is too. I'm a Cancer. Oh, we're gonna have to go over yeah. that one day. I know my dad's all against it, but I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry. Apparently, they did enough data and gathered enough people from that <laughs> that are born in the same place, and we all have that same or same time, yeah, period or whatever. And so, like, we just have enough of the same traits. I don't know, but it was very accurate for me too. I know so. mine was really accurate. It was very scarily. Scary. I know. Like, one day we should read it just for fun to all the people on here. We need to. And we'll see, like, yes, no, yes, no. That would be fun. (laughs) I know that if you're a Cancer, so Cancer and Aquarius, which my husband is, are the two signs that I should have a relationship with. Not like, like, marry marry a Cancer or an Aquarius Mm -hmm. or Aquarius or a Taurus. Oh, so it told you? It told me. It told me also stay away from a Gemini and a Capricorn. Do not. And what is your husband? No, my husband's an Aquarius. Oh, okay, good. And so. you're a Cancer. Oh. And my mom's a Cancer, too. Okay, so all the people that you're... Like around? around? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I don't know who I'm supposed to stay away from. Maybe that's the issues I have. <laughs> stay away from the Cancers. You're not Maybe. supposed to marry who you are. Anyway, let's mm. continue. Yes, we're going way <laughs> off. Okay, so question. What did the King of Rock name his first debut album? Uh, Elvis Aaron Presley. It just says Elvis Presley. Well, it's Elvis Aaron Presley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll give it to him. Uh, yeah. Oh, this was so easy. Who would not know this one? I don't know him. And who did Presley marry? Priscilla. Yes, exactly. I'm like, hello. Oh, this one, um, I bet you'll know this one. Okay. Among the many up. Elvis fun facts, here's a tricky one, which I don't think this is tricky because I know it. What color hair did Elvis first have? Blonde. See, and on this one, I think it's it's just jacked up because it's saying brown, and it was always blonde when I it was, was researching. Yeah. and then he dyed it. So j- he now would... I'm questioning, is this even true? I don't know. This What's stuff? the website? <laughs> don't go to that again. Cadaddle. Cadaddle. <laughs> we'll go over some and see it from what we know. So this one is, where was Elvis Presley born? That one's right. Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't even have Mississippi. They just have Tupelo in the United States. Oh, like, I don't know who's doing <laughs> this, this is the crap website. Hold on. Okay, I got one for you. Okay. All right. Uh, who was Elvis's co-star in the movie Viva Las Vegas? Oh, my gosh. I know that his wife actually co-starred in one of them. No. Like, not this? Okay, because no. I read that. Or was it in the movie that she co-starred? That Priscilla co-starred in any of his movies. I saw that, that she became an actress. She did, but okay. she didn't co-star in any oh, of his she movies. Didn't? No, okay. this was way before. This was the 60s. I have no idea. You don't know I this. Don't. Famous Swedish redhead actress. I wasn't allowed to probably to watch these movies. She was in Grumpier Old Men. Did you ever watch Grumpier Old Men? Probably not. You were an adult during <laughs> Grumpier Old <laughs> Men. Apparently, my parents' choice of movies for me has gone into adulthood, people. <laughs> And Margaret. I don't even know know who that is. (laughs) That was a horrible question. Okay, okay, okay. 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 All right. Um, She's trying to get a tricky one for me, guys. Hold on. Oh, I I actually did not know this. What? What date did Elvis's wife, Priscilla, file for divorce? I did not know this. I don't know, because on this other one, it said he filed for divorce. No, she filed. Right here, it says Elvis filed for divorce on his 38th birthday, oh, January wait. 8th, 1973. So is that all you're right. made no, up? No, you're right. It says oh. he filed. I'm sorry. Jeez. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, well, apparently like, this is Fact really checking the fact. <laughs> I just happen to have another thing pulled up, people. I was not cheating. Was you were cheating. cheating. <laughs> so do you know what date? It, oh, wait, you just said it. it. Dang it. But what date was that? Do you know why that date's important? No, you can't no, read it. No, I don't. Stop oh, reading it. It's his birthday. Yes. 
I should know because it's two days before yours. That's right. (laughs) He filed for divorce two days. Oh. No, he filed for divorce on his birthday. It was like a birthday present to him, huh? Maybe. I was like, wow, that's so (laughs) That's so sad. It is sad. All right, Mm -hmm. hold on one more. I got to give you an easy one. Okay, yeah, because I don't know anything. At least not about him. <laughs> this is the easiest one. If you don't get oh, this, I'm, I'm going to make you rewatch the movie. Uh-oh. It's in the movie. Oh, gosh. Who did Elvis first sign his original record deal with? It was the Sun, Sun Studios, I think is what it was called. Yeah. And then it was Sam, Sam Phillips. Sam Phillips, that, you got it. Yes. You nailed yes. it. We can be friends. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad I passed it. <laughs> okay, so for the listeners out there, we have one more. Or do you want to do me, or do you want me to give you one more question? You're doing good. Oh, okay. Kind I of. guess you, well, not really. <laughs> I'm thinking. The Anne Margaret thing, I'm very disappointed. Well, I'm very sorry. I'm going to have to go watch Grumpy Old Men, so I know <laughs> who you're talking about. <laughs> so, I don't really have any tricky ones, because you're going to know them all. I guess one thing I will say that I was very surprised at, because I just assumed, because he was such a great singer uh, a musician I thought he was also a great songwriter I thought he wrote all of his own songs and I was very surprised to no. find out that he didn't he did write a couple yeah. it sounded like or handful but not the majority and so it was really interesting to see all the people and he had a lot of songs because there were like 57 were written by these people and this were written 20 were written by these people so he had a lot that became famous but they were not his actual yeah. written songs yeah so that was a fun fact I learned I didn't know that either actually mm-hmm. Um, I also did not know that the 1968 comeback special Mm -hmm. was supposed to be a Christmas special. Did you? No, I didn't know anything about it. So (laughs) I thought maybe (laughs) you're like, I never even cared. Yeah, I'd never even heard of it. So when I, I watched, I wasn't there in 1968, Really, but I did watch the comeback special, the the live comeback special. Yeah. And, um, it was supposed to be, you can see like it was supposed to be a Christmas special and he totally just decided you know what I thought that was in a way I thought it was really cool though because of why he ended up doing it different at the very end like the other one it was like he was just kind of again rebelling and being like I'm doing my own thing like he just was kind of known for I think and it was interesting too because in the movie again I don't I was half asleep but maybe it wasn't as like through the movie but it seemed like it was sorry guys I'm making all these weird sounds but it seemed like I was like fast forwarding like it seems so fast like I thought it was in a matter of days that they recorded that and it ended up actually being like a whole month it was yeah Yeah. and so when I researched that too and they were actually having to keep away the colonel since they didn't want him to know and so this whole thing that they did behind his back for months and in the movie it made it seem like he was right there yeah they fast tracked it but what I did wait can you make the sound again how they I don't even know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna hurt people's ears. What? Sorry. It's that and my loud laughing and my sexy voice. <laughs> They're gonna just shut it off. I'm loving this. I'm just sitting back watching. Let's do it. So, the thing I did like though, and I I don't know if this is accurate either, but in the movie, how he actually they wanted him to because they saw that this was it Senator Kenny that was killed. Yes, Bobby okay, Kennedy. Yeah, at first I was like, is this a president who? And I'm like, no, it was not. It was a senator. So I had to get all my Kennedys straight. But once I did, I knew it There's was. so many. <laughs> so many. So um, then his song was his way because they were like, well, someone should make a speech. And he's like, well, I'm not a speech maker. And, and the colonel's like, no, you can't. Like, you can't do that because it's going to, again, like ruin his money making because he's yeah. afraid that it would upset people. And so... What Elvis did is he's like, well, what you do not, someone told me once that what you don't, you can't say, you sing. That's good. And so he made the song. And again, they made it fast forward. And it was like in one night that they wrote the song. But, and I don't even know, did he write a song? Did that all happen? Did that go down? I don't, I, I will be honest. I oh. don't know that. You don't know, know. something about Elvis? I oh know. my goodness. I know. <laughs> I know. It. It's giving okay. me a hard time. No, so, I don't know. What was his favorite or his most played instrument? Do you know that one? I, is it the guitar? It was more the guitar. And they said that he wasn't a virtuoso, but he was good at it. And he, and he played piano. And he played piano. Yeah, he played piano. And he really just picked up anything, and it was really cool because he – and he never had voice lessons from what I researched last night either. And then he would be able to just pick up anything and play it by ear. Like, he didn't have, like, That's music lessons. Amazing. Yes. And so he'd just be picking it up, and he also loved playing the bass. Yep. And he did also um, – would play around on the drums. 
I didn't really play mm-hmm. the drums. But not really for, like, on stage or set, just for fun, it sounded, like, more like. But that like, he would jam out. Like, they would, they would have the sessions around the piano. I'm like, how fun would that be? That would be really be cool. Able, like, to go back in time, we would just jam around the piano with him. Like, I know. To listen to that. that he was be, so oh. smart. Like, yes. one thing I got from the movie is he directed, produced his performances mm-hmm. on stage and was the first to do the Vegas yeah. um, residencies in mm-hmm. the hotel. So international hotels, now the Hilton, mm-hmm. was the Hilton. Okay. And he was the first person to actually do yeah. a residency in Vegas, which now all performers are doing right. very regularly. I think it was sad, though, because, like, at the end, and, like, again, I don't know what is fiction and what is fact, really, from this movie, since well, I don't know a lot. I okay, no, so, like, the, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. she'll know. I, know. I don't know. She's not knowing a few things. <laughs> But from the whole being trapped in that, like having to be at that um, one hotel and sing there for five years because of what Colonel um, Parker did. Do you know if that was accurate? That was true. Oh, mm-hmm. it was true? Wow. Yep. So he basically just kind of not really blackmailed him. It was really like he didn't even know. He just kept tricking him into going back. Right. And then he was able, because of that, he made a deal with the business or the, the owner of the hotel uh, Colonel did, right? Right. And so he said that all his debts would be erased because you saw a scene in the movie and he had debts. And then, of course, he also lied. He lied about who he was because they found out that he wasn't legit. That he, he wasn't was, a Dutch colonel. No, he was nothing. Yeah. And he had just, like, ran away and then made this persona for himself yeah. and all these lies. And so it was really, really sad. And then how, because Elvis was going to go and he was going to be in Japan and he wanted to go around the world. And then Colonel just kept making up stuff and like, oh, it's fun to do this and we'll just do this in America. And then he made it out. To, I felt like in the movie, at least it seemed like he was the one making the threats or, yep. right, pretending that there was all these threats against Elvis. So Elvis got, like, very paranoid. Yeah. And so then they're like, well, you can't go overseas. And I don't know what the difference is of overseas and you can do security or you can do security in the United States. But he made it sound better to be in the U.S. and it'll be safer. And so he did that. And so then he ended up staying and basically just being in this gilded cage. And it was really sad. And at the end, you like saw him break and be like, you betrayed me. Like, and just that betrayal and that trust of what he thought was a friend. And he actually, in one scene, said, like, you were a father to me. Like, how could you do this? Yeah. And oh, that was really sad. It was sad to me, too. Mm-hmm. I, I did feel for, for Elvis because yeah. I think I think he had family members that loved him. Um, yes. I mean, you did see that, at least in the movie. You saw the mom and dad. But he was supporting the whole household. The Memphis Mafia were all on the payroll, all of his cousins, Mm -hmm. all of his family. His father was also his business manager. Mm -hmm. Like, he was supporting these grown people. There's too many hands in the pot. Yeah. And what is that saying? Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean, but, like, why are you supporting grown men, you know? I know. (laughs) Anyway. And, again, maybe because he was so poor that he was just happy to do it, and it made him feel like somebody. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Again, we can't say because we're not him. No. But that's just from me looking in. But, overall, would you recommend this movie to a friend? Yes. I will recommend it uh, until the day I die. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you only watch it seven times, so that's. (laughs) I own it now, so. $24.99 $24.99 later, I'm going to be watching it for a long time. <laughs> and she's like, I've watched this like four times. And I'm like, what? <laughs> four times? And now she's like, I've watched it seven. I'm like, what? It's two and a half hours. Where are you finding the time? I just watch it before I go. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Gosh. And um, it's so funny because the only friend I might recommend it to would be you. <laughs> what is wrong with it? I don't know. I just didn't love it. Like, I went into it wanting to love it, and you said you loved it. But I don't know. I think it was just that I had an idea in my head of, like, it was going to be accurate. Yeah. And I just couldn't get away from that. And then I was just tired, too, and I just felt like it was very long and drawn out. I'm like, guys, we could have clipped this down to maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. I had to be two and a half. I did love the music. I did love what Austin Butler did. Uh, and his portrayal of Elvis. I loved all of that. But I wouldn't be a movie I would just go watch over and over. I'm so sorry. That's I okay. hope we can still be friends. We can. <laughs> we can definitely. You haven't seen Grumpy or Old Men. I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. I, so we just have to have a margarita night. Nice it's the and cutest just watch movie. Some movie. Yeah. Yeah, because movies like that were like we could not watch when I was younger. And so, like I said, sometimes in my adult years, I'm still like I hear the parents' voices in the back of my mind. They're like, don't watch those. I have to. Don't watch them. 
<laughs> All right, I think we got to cut ourselves off. We do. We're talking a little bit too much, but it was so much fun, guys. It was. So that was our thoughts. It was definitely kind of more on the dud side sounding like to me. I hate to say that. I don't know. Maybe on the line because Jill's looking at me like she's going to kill me. <laughs> it might not be her friend. I don't hear like it was I'm the like, stud, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it would depend. You guys, I guess, will have to watch it and tell us your tell thoughts. Us. Yeah. If you're on this side of me or this side of Jill in this particular movie. We do love them where you, you know, can all get along and enjoy the same things. But there are times that we find that our differences divide. We have to remember <laughs> we're Christian, so. Yeah, true. She still's got to love me. <laughs> Even if I don't like Elvis. Uh, All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, despite my raspy voice. And we will catch you all later. Yeah. And hopefully next time I will have a little bit better sounding voice. Well, we love you. (laughs) Thank you for putting up with April and I. Yes. uh, Especially April. She's saying with her eyes. Yeah. (laughs) We love you. We're praying for you. Yes. Have a good night. You guys have a great night. Talk to you later.